Have you tried manifesting to get what you want? Whether your objective is more money, more love, higher career goals, or spiritual growth, the practice of manifesting can help you define what you want and open up your consciousness to bring it into your life. I've had really meaningful results in my own life using manifestation techniques, but I thought you'd like to hear from a professional who has made this her life's work here on the Mind, Body, and Beyond podcast. Esther McCann is a manifestation coach with a huge following on YouTube and Instagram. She helps people to master their energy and break through their subconscious resistance to success. Let's get right to the interview. Esther McCann, thank you so much for talking to Mind, Body, and Beyond. Uh, your work is really interesting, and it's really fun to talk to you today. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I wonder how you define manifesting or conscious creation. So for me, my definition of conscious creation or manifesting is when we make our desires, our dreams, um, our visions real in this 3D human experience. So we bring it in from that vortex, as Abraham Hicks calls it, that whatever it is that we desire, as soon as we feel it, think it, it's there, but we call it into our reality. Um, and we can do this through various universal laws. Obviously, the most you know widely known is law of attraction, but also alongside things like law of assumption. And these are either working for or against those desires based on our belief system and the energy that we're putting out in this world as a result of that system. Um, so yeah, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. What's the law of assumption? The law of assumption is whatever we assume to be true or a fact is what will kind of show up in our reality. So it's what we will continue to see evidence of. So when people are talking about um, act as if and be as if and living in the end, you're assuming that something is already done. So we assume that as soon as that intention is set, it is done, that there is no uh, room for doubt, there is no room for question. Uh, but it is very much that usually what we um, believe to be true of this world is what will be reflected back to us. Oh, I like that, that definition. Mm. That's that kind of echoes my own experience very well. Yeah. And it also reminds me that affirmations are so important as a step. Absolutely. I do love, do love affirmations in, in many different, like using them in many different forms as well to get them to actually like work for people. Yeah. Um, now tell me about your story. How did you get on this path? Oh, I um, I come from a very Christian upbringing. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if you could like give it a denomination. Possibly kind of Baptist Pentecostal, uh, and law of attraction wasn't something obviously within that because it's not it's not a biblical concept. Although there's plenty in the Bible that kind of points us in the direction of, of uh, manifesting and um, and and those principles. So uh, when I was 17, my mum passed away very unexpectedly and I really moved away from religion, as, as it were. Uh, I wouldn't say that I was on a spiritual path, I was on a religious path at the time. I moved very much moved away from that, didn't lose faith that there was a God or a higher presence, but it just wasn't something that I was practicing or living by. And then when I got to about 29, I ended up going through my divorce process and deciding that that was um, a path that I really needed to follow, which was a really difficult decision for me. And as soon as I started making that decision, 
a lot of things that we talk about in spirituality, so such as synchronicities, guidance, a lot of things started coming in for me that were really making me take notice. And ultimately, they made me feel very loved, very supported, very cared for at what was a very isolating and scary time in my life, even though I was the person that had made that decision. And then from there, I sort of started doing a bit of meditating, focusing on gratitude. And with YouTube, you know how YouTube is, yeah. it like flows, flows one thing into another. And that was how I ended up um, finding Abraham Hicks. Mm. I kind of, I would describe her as my law of attraction gateway. And I just thought, you know what, there's something in this. There's something that makes sense here. And I started to look back at my life and to reflect on patterns that had continued to repeat in my life and perhaps where I was attracting the same types of people, the same types of situation, because some of it was almost like, how can this possibly be happening to me again? Yeah. Um, down to like the nth degree. And so, yeah, I sort of started dissecting my life and, and then moving forward with manifesting, conscious manifesting from there, because up to that point, everything had been subconscious. Yeah, happening to you. It was happening. Yeah, it was happening to me. I, I wish like, I mean, it was happening for me, for my highest and greatest good. Mm. But it, because when all of that contrast, all those difficult things come up, it's an opportunity to learn, to process, to grow through it and to replace it with something, you know, new and better that's going to help me create new patterns and new prosperity in my life. Uh, but I, it just took quite a few goes. Like it took, oh, yeah. <laughs> it took a while for me to realize um, the path that I was on. But I'm so glad that I was. And I did try something that's called cosmic ordering, which is not hmm. dissimilar not dissimilar to manifesting where you basically write down a, a list of things that you want. Uh, and I tried that and I got nowhere. And, you know, I thought oh, it's just a crock of nonsense, really. But knowing what I know now about energy and beliefs, now I can understand why none of it, none of it happened. <laughs> it oh, work yeah. Out. Yes, that was my, that's my story on that bit. Wow, that's really fascinating. For you, pain was a catalyst that got you in that direction completely i don't think comfort zones are catalysts to a lot um i think that they really hold you in a place of stagnancy um they don't really encourage you or allow you to expand because you are comfortable so for me i'm i'm a really big advocate of um kind of like shunning the whole toxic positivity that only good things birth from good thoughts because a lot of great things for me have manifested and come through even when I've been in very, very dark times. And the biggest lessons, the biggest growths have been when I've hit rock bottoms. Mm. So yeah, absolutely. The um, pain has always been a catalyst that has propelled me onto something greater. It, and the thing is, I've never, a lot of the time, I don't know what that is. Certainly in a divorce, if anyone's been for a divorce, a lot of the time, you don't know what's on the other side of that, but you have, well, I certainly had a sense of worthiness to a point that, that there must be something more for me. And I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited to find out and I'm willing to try because this is too uncomfortable to stay in as it is. So, yeah, I think um, you can be going through some really difficult stuff and still uh, create amazing change in your life at the same time. Mm. What you're describing is, um, I've never heard it put quite this way before, that 
all these sort of spiritual steps that you are going through, including looking at yourself and your own patterns, and that's very uncomfortable sometimes. And then being willing, yeah, or then being willing to uh, to be open to something else, or to be open to what, like I would call higher power, to show you and put in front of you. I mean, all these steps, even if you don't have abundance as the final objective they're so priceless and precious these steps that you're describing Mm. only good for you absolutely like and I think especially with manifesting everybody's very focused on that end that end goal and that end result which yes you can get it you can get that goal but then there is always that more there is always that more asking and that longing and I think a lot of people get so what they do is they put that end goal up on this pedestal of expectation and they're like, that's going to make me feel like this. And actually it, it really is about the journey. And as soon as you do that, you almost like separate yourself from it because you go, this is so much greater um, than where I am. And I feel this like lack of it because it's so far removed. So I always encourage people to just ask the universe, ask that higher power for your next stepping stone to greatness, asking for that little next little piece of that jigsaw puzzle and trusting that that's going to lead you on that exciting journey uh and I think that's it I think a lot of people are just so focused on this one thing in their mind that they're like this is the one thing I want that they lose sight of that actually enjoying the journey is what gets them there in the first place yeah yeah um you talk about um pedestals and expectations um when I I I mean, I'm very familiar with this whole topic of manifesting for many, many years, but just started seriously doing it at the beginning of 2021. And one of the first messages that I really absorbed happened to be from Jack Canfield, where he says, you know, set those rock solid goals, you know, and make them really big and scary. Um, Mm. Talk to me a little bit about setting high goal. I mean, in a a moment ago, we agreed that you know, what could come out of it, it might be even greater than we could even imagine. But talk to me anyway about setting the goal. Mm. So I think of goals and manifestations slightly differently. So Mm. because I think that to me, a goal is just a way that I, I process because a lot of people with a manifestation are trying to control everything. They're like, I'm trying to control that timeline. I'm trying to control when I get it. So a lot of the time when they make a vision board, um, I, I believe that in I, to me, divine timing is receiving something when you're ready to receive it and when it aligns with all the other components that are around you. And when you are ready is when you're going to be able to actually like handle it to its fullest potential. So sometimes I think you have to go through those challenges and those lessons and those stepping stones to be ready to receive. So sometimes you can't put a deadline on a manifestation. Whereas to me, a goal, I always say the this is my little phrase. Manifestation requires gestation, same as a baby. Like a baby takes its nine months. It comes when it's ready. The goal is within my control. So the goal is like my actionable steps that I can say, right, that is fully within my control to achieve that on this timeline. And and that's all I need to focus on. And maybe those are just steps towards the manifestation. That's my part. And then the universe has to then align up like the other bit. So I try to separate them to give people a little bit of a little bit more ease and flow so that they're not, they're not trying to micromanage the whole process of 
manifesting because it is a co-creative relationship and so many people do get into that like I, but I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm doing and I'm pushing and nothing's happening and I'm trying to make something happen and obviously that's um that's not it in terms of setting like uncomfortable goals I am a believer that you should push your comfort zone because otherwise you don't expand and but that for me is again that's an internal that's an internal like uh feeling an indicator of am i avoiding this because it intuitively actually feels wrong and i shouldn't be doing this like there's something not right about this that's not going to be good for me or am i just avoiding it because i'm a little bit scared of kind of going through that process so i always ask myself that um i think you can set big set big goals like have big dreams 100% um but normalize it. Like, I think this is just to give a really easy example because it's so, it's just so easy to see is um, you see a, a loads of people like in the online space, they're like, oh, I want to manifest a celebrity, like being, you know, friends with somebody and all this. But what they do is they, they make that celebrity so big in their mind and they make them, it's extraordinary you make your dream extraordinary so it doesn't feel real to you and it doesn't feel almost believable or plausible because you're like oh my god like why would I get that because that's so big so I always say like have a big dream but find ways to normalize it just be like why why couldn't I have that why wouldn't I have yeah. that? why wouldn't that be normal in my reality and that's where things like law of assumption come in because to people that are um, perhaps making big sums of money on a daily basis or mingling with like, you know, successful people or always feel a lot of love in their life. That's normal to them. They, they have the belief system that supports that. They're not, they don't see it as anything out of the ordinary. It's just their reality. But for somebody it's like, whoa, mind blowing. Yeah. So I think have big dreams, but find a way to make it so you feel worthy and that this could be completely normal for you and then breaking it down into saying I want to receive the next stepping stone to that bigger picture rather than just yeah. trying to make that jump into something and measuring all your success by what you're not seeing because you yeah. want to you measure your success by going but I'm not there and it's like but you are here <laughs> And you're trying to um, visualize something based on your current uh, reality, but that's the whole point of this is to move beyond that current reality and go higher, mm. go go different, go better. Uh, so it's it's necessary to just say, "Hey, I'm open to whatever is out there." Completely, I think like that's that's the thing. I think if you there's a lot of people who look at manifesting in quite different ways. I certainly look at it on a very spiritual spectrum, but there are people who look at it from like the quantum physics and and kind of like time constructs and things like that. And I think that those, I think the people who talk about it in that way, they're meant to talk to the kind of the more scientific community because it connects with them and it resonates. And I think that's, that's the great thing is there's somebody for everybody to explain explain it in a different way that gets them to connect to their own personal version of whatever spirituality and manifesting is but ultimately just empowering people that they can create their reality that we can all have this it's just it's just in whatever way that it it resonates and again that comes down to your personal beliefs and perceptions of the world and what you think is possible for you so easy to be like yeah we all know it's possible to win the lottery 
but it's that thing of like, is this possible for me? Is this believable for me? And so it's about being able to make, make your vision and knowing in your heart, like that's possible for you. It's not just a pipe dream. Yeah. Tell me about some roadblocks that people might encounter on this path. I think the biggest, (laughs) there's a few, Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest roadblock is it's belief. And that's belief in themselves or belief in a higher pros- higher a higher power, whether that's God, source, universe, however you connect. Uh, a lot of people place a lot of belief in the manifestation techniques and the processes. And they're kind of always reaching for it. It's almost very much magic wandy. Mm. And they're like, I just want to do this magic process. And suddenly it happens. And, and that's it. And that's, you know, they... They are constructs for belief to make it feel believable. And effectively, to me, that's just a very powerful way of asking. It's just prayer in a, to me. All manifestation exercises is just a very, um, you know, funny way of, a funny way of like praying and putting that out to the universe. Um, but I think that they, I think people, people do the, these exercises, but they don't have the belief system to back it up in the first place. So what, what I see the most usually is people asking. So if you take the, the principles of the ask, believe, receive, yeah, there's a lot of people that are asking, which is natural because we're always wanting, we're always desiring, but they don't have the belief system in the first place. And if they did, they would probably find that their manifestation comes a lot quicker. Um, yeah, I think, I think as well, like not trusting that timeline. And I think there's a lot of things out there online which I get it, like you can instantly manifest, you can, but I think there's a lot of things on the internet that say instantly manifest in 24 hours and then, and then people go, oh, it's not here. I'm so I'm disappointed. Uh, So I think for a lot of people, it's belief in themselves and that whether they're worthy of it, uh, it's resistance. It's like questioning hows, um, too much pushing, like being desperate to make something happen because they don't feel complete without that yeah so ultimately it's a yeah it's a case of belief in the full process and how they fit into that process and then not feeling whole without it and not learning how to enjoy life in the here and now which is you know where we manifest from it's because so many people are just so focused on what they don't have yeah and that's the paradox is that most people get into law of attraction and manifesting because there is something they want you know it's not usually just like, oh, I'm curious, let's have a go. It's, it is usually, I'm looking for something very specific. And so let's try this process. And, and the paradox is that if they weren't so focused on the lack of it, it would arrive a lot more naturally. Yeah. And the language mm-hmm. that we use is so powerful around that too. Yes. And what we say to our friends and what we say to ourselves, you know, over and over each day, though, each one of those messages is very powerful. Mm. So we, it's important to always keep that, you know, keep that consciousness of intention in your messaging too. I completely agree. I find that like, it's very easy to have conversations with people who either they're like, they don't believe or they don't understand what you're, what you're, whether it's what you're trying to achieve or spirituality in general. And that's okay. 
um, you know, we don't have to drop those people from our lives, but I think we have to be so careful of those conversations because it's imprinting on our, you know, unconscious and conscious mind, like how, how possible this is for us. And it, you know, I think it can really, um, it can really rock us in terms of our faith in that process. So I'm always very, I always say to people like speak to the person who is qualified to actually <laughs> give you uh, advice yes. or, or to like understand what you're trying to um, achieve. Otherwise don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's a waste of time. Now you talk about um, EFT, emotional freedom technique, tapping. Mm-hmm. Tell me how that works in your practice. So in my practice, that's kind of my, one of my big go-to tools for releasing that resistance and for being able to um, bring in that new programming that you, so that's going to change the beliefs you have about yourself, about the world. It's going to help you show up in a different way. It's going to shift your energy and your point of attraction. So that's my kind of big tool for doing that. It feels a little bit, um, I think, especially when I first got into law of attraction and things, I, I thought like you cannot say, I feel bad. I feel bad or anything like that. Whereas EFT actually acknowledges those feelings in order to let them come out because otherwise they're just energy stored in your body. Um, you know, it's, it's ultimately for a lot of people, it's trauma. And so it's actually being able to release that in a healthy way so that they can make space for the new things. So we always start with a statement like saying, even though I feel unworthy or scared or I'm going through these feelings or I feel anxious, and allowing that to actually release and process. The actual method itself is tapping on a series of meridian points around your body, which is what the um, fight or flight response um, responds to really well, like the amygdala, that primitive part of the brain for our, that you know was developed for things like genuinely avoiding bears and like running away from proper hazards. Whereas, yeah. you know, the biggest hazard you know, threat that we feel usually here is some sense of identity and, um, you know, people criticizing us and things like that, which is certainly not life or life or death, but it's, it's a big deal and it affects everybody in some way or another. And then that obviously affects how we show up, but the, that fight or flight response can't be reasoned with in a verbal way. So the tapping actually allows that to subside. So studies have been done that show that it brings that stress level down and and takes us out of that mode. And then that tells those memories that it's safe to move through. It's safe to process this, taking that emotional charge out of things that in the past would, you know, trigger us and, and, you know, flag that up because something's happened in our um, you know, our daily life that's sort of said, hey, this is the same experience as we had here and puts us into that fight or flight. So that that stopped happening because all that emotional charge is removed. Uh, so yeah, it's a combination of allowing your emotions and acknowledging them and then bringing in those positive affirmations, like what you were talking about, what you want to like reprogram yourself with whilst calming down that fight or flight through the meridian tapping process itself um so yeah it's it's so powerful and I have to admit when I first got told about it I thought it sounded very stupid um I I was like why would I tap on my collarbones and how is this possibly going to change my life um so a lot of people I think when they get started they feel a bit like they can feel a little bit silly but 
give it a chance. Um, it's it's super powerful to just be able to release emotions um, in a healthy way. And again, that it's that thing of um, not repressing, not denying your humanity. I think you know that's a really big message of mine is just saying like all emotions have purpose. Let them come forward, see what they teach you, and then be in the energy of a solution of where you want to move forward to. Mm. Oh, nice boy! I thought EFT tapping was just kind of a an optional thing that would be nice to do, but it sounds like it's really important. <laughs> it's no for me. It's yeah for me, and I certainly think for my clients, it's um it's really important. I think it's just I think on a daily basis. So a lot of people say like, is this something I should be doing every day? Um, I think it's more something that I recommend doing specific things um usually like when things come up that need to be let go of or if i'm wanting to um, manifest something specifically and do that programming you can absolutely get up and tap at the start of your day and just say i'm setting the intention and i'm lovable i'm worthy i'm abundant let's have a great day you see some people purely using it for energy so um, I've got a tapping for like procrastination. So it's great for people that like get up and they're like, oh, I can't be bothered to <laughs> so get on with my day. And it's like, no, let's get some energy going. You can literally nice. use it. You can use it for anything. I think that's the beauty of it. People use it for pain relief, all sorts of things. Um, but I, so I generally say use it for something targeted that you've got an intention for. Um, and so it might not be an everyday act activity that you add to your routine, but it's super powerful to have in your toolkit. And ultimately, yes, I'm a practitioner in it and I can hold that space and I can I, I can observe a person and say, right, this is where we need to go in the direction of with this. And also a lot of people get really hung up on they don't know how to express and what to say when they're tapping. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. Sometimes you just tap and feel through it as a process. Uh, but ultimately, it is a self-help tool that anybody can use. And I think everybody everyone should know. And I think it's great for kids. Um, I've been teaching my daughter it just because a lot for a lot of children, they don't know how to verbalize their emotions and regulate them. So I think I think all children should be taught something like that so that they can start to learn how to navigate and feel through things emotionally. Wow, incredible. Esther McCann, boy, I learned so much from you today. Where can <laughs> where can listeners learn more about your work? Um, the best place uh, to find me is on YouTube because that's where I, I'm not doing as much at the moment on law of attraction and teachings and things. Um, I, I'll do it when I feel like doing it, but there's a lot of material there already. Uh, that is at the moment, I'm very focused on doing subliminals, which obviously speak directly to the subconscious mind uh, and doing like EFT tappings and just affirmations and meditations, really giving people the tools because coming back to what we were saying earlier, I could give uh, manifestation techniques all day long. You know, I could I could give people all these techniques, but if they haven't got the belief system to back it up and the right energy what are we doing? So yep. for me, I was like, you know what, I just want to be able to put a lot of value and a lot of free tools out in the world that people can start using and actually start changing their life. So Miss Manifesta on YouTube, Manifesta, I'm going to spell it M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-H-E-R. Play on the word manifesto there. I feel like I did a good job. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can find me there and you can find me on Instagram um, at the same name. There, They are different contents. Um, 
I do put very different different things on both platforms. So it's not a, you know, a repeat <laughs> two mm. platforms with the same message. Um, Instagram, you get a lot more um, daily reflections and reels and like quick, quick hits and messages. And then YouTube is very much for the tools that you can actually integrate into your life if you if you want to come and use them. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for talking to Mind, Body and Beyond today. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I spoke to manifestation coach Esther McCann, also known as Miss Manifester, spelled M-A-N-I-F-E-S-T-H-E-R. You can find her on YouTube and Instagram and at MissManifester.com. Thanks for listening to Mind, Body, and Beyond. I'm your host, Lisa Searing. Visit mindbodybeyond.co to explore topics like alternative medicine, dreams, spirituality, and much more. Be sure to subscribe. Oh, 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 oh,